heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. How do we engage a man with the ability to end the world? A man who has serious nuclear capabilities. A man that some politicians and experts are suggesting is evil, dangerous, and mentally unstable. You've been hearing those comments speaking about the Russian president, Vladimir Putin. So with all of that, how do we back that kind of a man off the edge of the cliff to end humanity? Those are the questions we really need to take a look at. And when you look at how this is being handled on the world stage, many people would believe it's very successful. Freezing of the oligarchs' money, going after Putin personally and all of the billionaires and oligarchs in Russia. Uh, Even everybody's in on the game. Even Turkey is... uh, all kinds of drones over there and equipment and surprisingly enough and but the other big thing with turkey reason i'll bring that up is they're blocking the russian warships in the black sea i see that report today earlier Uh, i i see there are so many reports switzerland's in on the game they're blocking all their assets now the stock markets that's all being blocked russian companies anything to do with russia air flights have been terminated all over the world So things seem to be going along pretty, pretty well in pushing Putin, isolating him and pushing him further and further away. I would say we're doing a pretty splendid job. Now, if he didn't have the means to do what I suggest up front, then I'd say this was a a tremendous success and we'd have this thing licked in no time. Yeah. But that's not the case. Not the case at all. And we've talked for a long time about uh, nuclear being a deterrent. Uh, that, that, was the, that was the whole idea. So you would never use it. But if you're put in the corner and you're backed into that corner and you have nowhere else to go and, and it doesn't matter anymore. And if this man, I mean, you hear reports that he's, uh, you know, looking for the Soviet Union legacy or he's worried about his personal legacy and his agenda in the whole Russian Empire, Soviet Union extraordinaire right well he surely would have a legacy as being the guy who ended uh, human life right severely uh, handicapped humanity here on the planet and you and you see these comments coming from a lot of these politicians and people uh, so-called experts and operatives and celebrating the more pain we can give putin the better off it's going to be let's make him hurt let's make that's get that guy on his knees, suffer, suffer. That's the sense you get from all of this. The minority leader, the GOP, Kevin McCarthy, he comes out and, I mean, he says, yeah, Vladimir Putin, he's reckless, he's evil, he's dangerous. 
the guy's got mental problems. I mean, they're all referencing him as being, they've, they say they've been watching him for weeks now and they've noticed him deteriorating and they notice something isn't right. And yet somehow in the psychology of all this, these supposed brilliant people, and they're all over the place. In fact, it's 99.99% of everybody. They think somehow bringing pain to Putin is going to be the answer, putting them more in the corner. Well, I think you might want to suggest it's a hell of a gamble, isn't it now? It's a hell of a gamble. And you hear all of the news and the pundit people say, yeah, let's make him pay. Yeah, we'll do this. We'll hurt him there. We'll hurt him there. We'll team up. We'll do that. But the problem is it's more, if this guy is mentally deranged, it's more isolation, which is what part of the problem is that he's been having out there. Uh, and, you know, it's more of the fact that he's got nothing to lose, which really puts, you know, when he puts all his cards on the table, what what cards does he have left? I think about that as a leader. And you you do have a few screws loose, let's say, whatever. I mean, the, you know, this guy, I mean, as psychologists look at him, he has no heart. He has nothing about humanity. We get that. He doesn't care about people, clearly. I mean, he's blowing them up left and right. The sons and daughters of Russia and Ukraine and doesn't, doesn't have no passion, doesn't care. Humans are d d dispensable to these people, uh, clearly. So do, do you think that's going to concern him? Uh, of course not. He doesn't, he doesn't care who he steps on or what he gets. The answer really is for this moment of time for humanity, my fellow Americans and to our friends around the world, is to bring Vladimir Putin to the table. Strong leadership is what is required. That, that's how this has got to end. And what, uh, that's, th that's the strength that needs to be put forward here, is to get him to the table and talk about all of these issues, including NATO and and Ukraine and Belarus and, and China for that matter, you know, that's gotta be the answer. Sure, it hasn't gone well for him in the early days for whatever. Of course, you know, he's got a lot of other cards he could be playing. Now he's starting to do that and he's getting reckless in the cities and he's, he's doing these cluster bombs and other things that you don't even use anymore. It has mass casualty sort of events. Usually it's a strategic target you're going after, but in this case, he's already changing those cards up. Meaning when you're hitting the biggest cities in Ukraine, you know, you don't care how many you kill and you don't care what's going to happen. You have no concern or point for value of life. And that's just as you would if you were going to unleash a nuclear arsenal. You don't care about humanity, human life. And if a guy's got screws loose and he is mentally deranged, that is surely uh, provocating the situation uh, from these uh, supposed leaders and pundits who say they know what they're doing. You know, and, and I would say back to you, where is a Ronald Reagan when you need one? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you bring it back to number 40 and how he did it with uh, the... Uh, the chemistry of diplomacy and strength and uh, the ability to outsmart the enemy in ways that uh, is not commonplace. You know, that's 
what we need at this moment. And instead, the, the country has put in this, 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 this guy, this whatever he is, this Biden, who people question every moment, who's running the country. And you don't see, see and, I, and I don't want to make this about Biden today, for sure. But clearly, uh, everybody knows uh, Republicans, Democrats, independents or communists, they all know Joe Biden is not the strength that the free world needs right now. It's not it. So put all your politics aside in your laundry. And he's just not the picture of strength that you're going to need or want in this situation. So he's in the back seat. He's driving from the back seat of this operation. And he keeps talking about going to the European Union allies and NATO and other members or allies. And, you know, what do they want to do? And it's how his team is playing this because he doesn't have the wherewithal to see this thing through. He doesn't have a wherewithal to start the conversation, let alone see it through. And so we're void of that situation, that leadership, which, you know, there was a lot of talk about that back in the day. What happens if, what happens if, what happens if that, well, it probably won't happen. You know, we have a pretty stable world here. Everybody's got it together, you know. Yeah, we've been talking about what if what if one of these crazy people like a Kim Jong-un or one of these uh, uh, jihads uh, get a hold of a nuclear weapon or bioweapons for that matter? What do you think happens then? I mean, we are really doing some dumb things here as 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 people on the planet, as as humans, here, the, the race, the human race I'm speaking about. You know, I'm not talking about anything else. Right. I mean. We're, we're taking a lot of gambles here with, uh, with our beautiful planet and this vision of life. So if we throw out the scenario that he doesn't win Ukraine or he does win Ukraine, what happens next? You see? People say, well, he has other ambitions. He wants to recreate the Soviet Union. I mean, I don't know how many years the man has left on the planet. He's definitely getting old and fragile in many different ways. But okay, you know, and and that's a whole other thing with the legacy in Russia. Who's going to take that torch over? Because now you have all this these nuclear arsenals, you know, throughout the country. It's 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 got a nuclear arsenal the size and depth of of the United States. It is, uh, it, it militarily, it is, a, you know, it's a power, it's a power, whatever you want to call it. It's got the capacity capabilities to do damage. And that that is a game changer in itself. And I think any strong leader would know that and want to engage this person, get them to the table, whatever you got to, you know, get a summit. I mean, I think a strong leader would immediately engage on that level uh, to bring this thing to some sort of conclusion, because what are the alternatives? If we push him hard enough, which they're doing, they're hitting him where it counts and isolating him and making the pain hurt. I mean, the ruble is crashing, the markets are crashing, things are hurting pretty bad out there. We say, well, looks like those sanctions are working. That's a brilliant deduction. I mean, it's doing good. President's doing really well. But what's really well? 
You see? And that's what I think people are missing here, friends. I mean, I mean, unless you think he's not capable of this. Now, I asked a couple of military officers on the weekend on Viewpoint. I asked Colonel Lawrence Sellen. I asked former CIA Del Wilbur that. Is the man capable of using a nuclear weapon, period? These guys don't sensationalize. They're, they're just not those kind of guys. They're going to give you their God's honest truth. I asked, it was a sincere question. Now, I've asked off mic about another dozen people in key positions, what would happen? Every single one of them has said he is very capable and would use nuclear weapons. Now, that's stunning to me that that's there, and yet leadership around the world is double, tripling down to cause as much pain to Vladimir Putin as they possibly could this mentally deranged, evil, and dangerous man. My fellow citizens around the globe, I think I am missing something potentially that I hope to bring to your attention right now that we are really playing with a life-threatening catastrophe of the likes that we have never seen. This would leave Cuba far in the shadows of what would happen with that missile crisis, which by the way, we didn't want on our shores here in the States, just as Russia didn't want NATO in Ukraine. But we never look at the other side of that table for whatever that is. And we have to consider all of these factors. It's the reality of what we're dealing with. And I'll tell you the hard reality of this is, I mean, it's not always about what we want here. Uh, in the West or in the United States. There are multiple other considerations that we have to contend with, including China and other things moving forward. I mean, this is one catastrophe of probably many to come when you think of Iran with the JCPOA and them getting nuclear weapons and the fact that Biden again is engaging with them and that'll put them, I mean, they're on the doorstep right now. Or China and you know, people say, well, you could see that coming. No, Xi Jinping, he's mentally deranged. The man's losing it. You could see that being the conversation a year from now, six months, two years from now, whatever. All of that is a possibility without the right leadership that understands these, these fights, these problems. I mean, we've got, we've got some real problems on our hands, but we are entering... I'd say the most dangerous stage of humanity, probably in its existence. There are some people who believe that a nuclear war is simply not a possibility. It's not going to happen. And some folks said that to me the other day. They sort of gestured and put their eyes on top of their head. It's like, uh, well, you know, oh, come on, you know. In the same way that we would have done just a couple of years ago that China was going to release a bioweapon around the globe that would send the world into a, a frenzy for the next couple of years and totally change our lives and humanity as a whole. I mean, would have far-reaching repercussions on all of us and that that would never happen. 
They would never do such a thing. That's far-fetched and it's not real. You would have heard that. It didn't seem real that anyone would stoop to that level, shut down their own country for travel, but open up the world so you could spread that bioweapon all over the place. That didn't seem possible for any sane person. Potentially, he's got mental problems. In the same way that now when people say it will never happen here, you see, and we, we are dealing with the same what if scenario with Russia and having nuclear weapons. Now, the couple of different scenarios here to look at is if he takes Ukraine, which, you know, he certainly has the capabilities of it. Yeah, they are putting up a hell of a fight. Yes, they're getting weapons from the world and artillery and so on and so forth slowly, but it, it's coming from Europe and America and the West and all via Poland, Romania, etc. So if he takes it, what happens next and how does that work for Ukraine? And we've now isolated him in the world, this guy who doesn't really have it together. So has anybody thought of plan B, C and D or are they just thinking of the moment? And it looks to me like they are just thinking of the moment. They haven't thought beyond that. They're just looking at trying to stop this madman war through means of arming the opponent, Ukraine, which seems like a very good thing to do. Very, very noble and very reasonable. I mean, these are terrific, beautiful people out there. You have to begin to ask yourself the very difficult questions of what, what if, what if? So whatever it is, if that happens, what happens next? And the fact that we've totally isolated him, he's, you know, does he think we're going to now, the world is going to accept a Russia controlling Ukraine? And what else is going to happen with, you know, and, and I'll share with you in a moment, uh, the cards are stacked pretty heavy that they'll get Zelensky. That's a conversation I'll have in a moment with you. And think about that moment when that happens and what that does to the Ukrainian people and the world at large. I mean, this amazing uh, leader, hero, uh, incredible strength and courage. I mean, remarkable man. Wow. I mean, he could pretty well run for anything on the planet and probably get a 90% approval. The guy is incredible. And it'll be a very sad moment. It'll be incredibly, it'll be awful, the worst. Now, on the other side of that, if he doesn't take Ukraine and somehow, by the stretch of our imagination, we were able to push Russia back and get them out of there somehow, what would that do to Putin with all of this, again, cutting him off of the knees, isolated him, madman, he's mentally deranged, all of that. What does that do? So you have to now, you see, I, I think we're, I, I think the world is playing this incorrectly. I think the West and NATO absolutely playing this whole thing incorrect. Someone has to stop the madness, people. It needs to stop. And if that requires 
that leaders get on a plane and fly into Moscow or to Switzerland or Greece or some island out in the Caribbean, wherever we can meet as people with Putin, uh, wherever that needs to happen, you know, maybe they all get on a shuttle and they fly to the moon. They can do it out in the moon somewhere. But that conversation needs to happen. And, you know, as I've been shown with you in past days and my feelings, I mean, we created this mess, the West did, with, with Putin. We totally butchered this relationship. And I, I've said it years ago. And the best thing I thought we had going is when, when Trump was trying to engage Putin, even though he was cut off at the knees from the Marxist left in this country. Disgusting. Right? We had a half a chance at that moment had he engaged Putin and been able to really move the ball forward and do a proper reset, not the kind of reset that, um, you know, uh, Hillary Clinton bought in with that crazy button, right? But the real kind of reset with, with Russia that would have created a dialogue and a relationship the oldest strategy in the world is to keep those adversaries and enemies close by, follow the Sun Tzu approach. Uh, Trump knew that, and Trump is interested in the way he plays that. And again, this isn't about Biden today. It's not about Trump. But I did see he was in the news in the last couple of days and from comments at CPAC, and uh, he was being heavily criticized. Like, that's a revelation to you uh, by the uh, Marxist left, the Democrats, and uh, some Republicans as well, of course. Um, and the news reports are that he was calling Russian President Vladimir Putin savvy and smart. So that would be the headline so that the public would think, oh, my God, Trump has lost his mind again. He's calling, you know, this madman. And the same way he engaged Kim Jong-un and Xi Jinping back then. You see, oh, all he does is associate with dictators and crazy people. And the guy is one of them. No, this leader had the wherewithal to understand how to engage your adversaries, which is something Washington, D.C., and the, the, the buffoons up there and the establishment have not a clue, like a Kevin McCarthy. They just get up there and on their soapbox, ah, oh, the guy's evil, dangerous, mental problems. Okay, well, that's we needed that revelation from you and the rest of the clowns, and they're all over the place, and all the pundits and all the hosts all over television, it's all the same garbage. They're out there. These people don't. I, I, you, you really do have to question the intellect of a lot of these people and understand the basic psychological of life that we're speaking about right now and what happens next. Has anybody thought that through? Or am I the only one on the planet here has thought it to this level of thinking? So what Trump actually said, and here's the quote, he said, the problem is not that Putin is smart, which, of course, he's smart, but the real problem is that our leaders are dumb. Huh. Well, that's a fairly accurate statement, you see. He said that to all the attendees at the, the function there. And he, he, he's correct. I mean, and again, the one thing about Trump is he doesn't, he doesn't you know, silver line things. He doesn't polish them. He, he says it like it is. He puts it right out there. He calls a duck a duck. He calls dumb, dumb. He calls rocket man, rocket man. Uh, to the demise of all of them. I mean, they don't, oh my God. The guy. But you see, that was the flair on the psychological uh, 
game that Trump knew how to play with these people. And, and, and you know, he did it in a different way. So to be sure, uh, it's a different approach to things. It is absolutely an unconventional way of doing things. But my, my friends, I would say to you this, what has worked thus far conventionally that would be a success when dealing with these characters around the world? What, what has worked? With, with the Vladimir Putin or Xi Jinping that are on the hunt and on the march in, in, in Iran with the Ayatollahs. What's worked successfully? <laughs> Conventional theory and thoughts are not going to be the order of the day in the future with cyber threats and bioweapons and hazardous chemicals. I mean, this thing is turning. We're, we are heading into some uncharted waters. And, you know, and I got thinking, just like those future movies we used to watch years ago where there was a virus running the planet and we were in hazard suits and masked up and all of this. You remember watching those 10, 20 years ago and you thought, that's funny. Never happened here. Yeah, I don't see that happening here. Yeah, that kind of a thing. Now it's just for the movies. In the same way, when you watch those movies and there's a nuclear disaster, Right? Oh, well, that's, just, that's, for, that's for Hollywood. It's not for real life. Doesn't happen here. And I fear to God Almighty, my friends, that one day here, we don't look at our devices for the moments that they're left and see that the nuclear missiles are in the air. I pray to God Almighty that that does not happen. But it is a fear that I... I I worry for humanity. We won't need an asteroid. We don't need to worry about dinosaurs. We would have done it to us ourselves. And that is the moment I think we find ourselves in right now, my friends. It is a dangerous, reckless moment. And we don't have proper leadership on the world stage anywhere. Anywhere. We have opportunists. We have crazy people themselves that are running countries like Justin Trudeau. I mean, it's not just Joe Biden that's off the deep end. They're everywhere. I mean, come right down the list in Germany. Boris Johnson, they're all got half a deck they're playing with. I mean, how many world leaders can you look at right now and say, well, that's a brilliant, brilliant leader? How many, you know, how, how many of those exist? They don't. I mean, we are thirsty and we it's a vacuum of leadership around the globe. That's what we're dealing with right now. That's that's who our life and our salvation is in those kinds of hands. Now we're coming to a moment, I'll tell you. So the instability of this uh, this 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 Russian president here, okay? Uh, is in question and how these people believe that by cutting them off at the knees and pushing them further and further away is going to be the answer and the salvation for humanity. I just can't connect those dots. I mean, there's an end result that we are not going to want to see. And it's going to be a Saturday. It will be hell on earth. That's what that will be right at that moment. And then for all of you folks who went on your merry way and weren't concerned and thought it would never happen, it would be over. It would be done. That's what we're dealing with. On the edge, we're on the edge of this. So at this point, it's not just that, you know, a show of strength, peace through strength. We're past that stage now, people. We're past that. 
We haven't showed strength. We've shown weakness. This country has. Everybody knows the hands of what are being played. They know who Joe Biden is. They know what he's going to do. They know what the West is going to do. They understand. Yes, the world is united. I get it around this, with the exception of just a couple, China and Belarus. I get it. You know, and, and, and Russia. Sure, there's a connect. But what is that going to do when it all goes to hell in a handbag? Well, we had a good moment there, you know. And so the answer right now that I would I would uh, plead with our leaders and plead with these people, and I use the word leaders lightly, but I would plead with these people in power positions to understand the gravity of the moment. There is no winning unless we can engage Vladimir Putin. Whether he wins or loses Ukraine is not the story. The story will go on beyond Ukraine, my fellow Americans. It will pass that moment. And he will still be evil, dangerous, and mentally unstable, if that's what you're calling it. Yeah. Again, we can put a mirror up and look at all of the leaders and see how many of those are mentally unstable. You think what Justin Trudeau is Canada reflects a proper leadership, or does he have a few screws loose? Hmm. Right. And we're seeing that reverberate around the globe. Look at the, you know, the problem. Europe is engaged with the energy with Russia and Germany specifically, and how our government played with that with the Nord pipelines. And I mean, we've created a disaster here. I would suspect he probably will shut the power off to that in, in winter to people who will freeze to death. This, this man is killing people by the tens of thousands over there now. He doesn't give a rat's ass about people in other countries, for sure. He doesn't care about his own people. He doesn't care about people, period. Let's be clear. So that, and in fact, is the problem we're dealing with right now. And it's a serious problem. And, and, and my report today is that we are playing this wrong. And I feel that in every... My, my call today, my rallying call, my voice is to get people to pay attention to what I'm talking about right now, is to take this message and help me get it out there to the people, to the politicians, to these people in position and say, stop it. Stop taunting and celebrating the failures of the moment of whatever Russia is failing in and thinking that somehow whether he wins or loses Ukraine is not going to be the problem. They're both a dangerous road forward. And it gets, it gets more interesting in how we're engaging this man and the things we're doing. And the fact that the Kremlin has engaged hundreds and hundreds of Russian mercenaries into Kiev on a mission to assassinate Zelensky. And that is what they're looking to is decapitate. Again, win or lose, not going to change the cards at the end of the day, people. Russia is still going to have nukes at the end of this at the end of this conflict with whatever it is. And whatever we've done at that point, we're going to have to deal with that as well as the other. The way forward is to bring world leaders together in a moment of real conversation about the moment and the legacy of NATO, the, the old Soviet Union, the purpose of NATO, where we're at today, and uh, 
you know, we've missed some real opportunities, which I've, I've shared with you folks to uh, engage with Russia in many, many ways. We, we haven't done that. He, he, we, we've made it very clear now. He, back in the 80s, he confronted Bill Clinton to get involved with NATO. I mean, you know, you look at the similarities of the Russian people. I mean, the Russian people, they're being tied down, yeah, with this man-made, but the Russian people, they, they've not had a break period between the Russian Federation and the Soviet Union, I mean, it, it's uh, it, it's going from, you know, bad to worse or worse to bad. Uh, but it's surely not getting good for these people. And then with the Ukrainian people as well. So, you know, all of that is, is a consideration of, you know, trying to fix the problem in a bigger way by engaging and understanding the minds of people. And that's really what we need today is we need a, we need a Sun Tzu of the moment, a current day um, thinker of psychology and of people who can understand these problems and hotspots we're having and that we're dealing with because we've got multiples of them in play here right now. Russia's only the moment, the, the, you know, the crisis of the moment. It will go on from here, people. And we've got some real troubles coming up here uh, that will impact humanity and impact this planet, impact all of us. Uh, and life is far too precious to be taken for granted. It is, uh, it, it is far too precious. We will need to continue to monitor these things. I'll tell you more about those mercenaries and other stories in just a moment here. And I give a shout out here and, and um, celebrate all the things we're doing at America Out Loud, including this conversation, to make an ultimate difference out there. I need you to help us get this message out there. And, and, I, and I need to make that clear. That's the message that needs to happen. So as you listen here and as you engage with us, please, Get the, I need you to do this for, for the movement. I need you to get these messages on the network and the platform out to the public. The things we're doing here at this platform, America Out Loud, are important. They're heroic in cases, but they're essential to our salvation. We represent good in the fight of good and evil. And the things I talk to you about here on this program and the voice of a nation, you know, they're not easy conversations on certain days, but they're important conversations. And we can't just engage on one level, people. We have to engage on every level. We can't just engage on COVID or engage on our health or engage on, you know, these things that we think are important to us. We need to engage on every level. And that's, that's what I, I, I plead with you to do and help us engage in all of these areas, but to get other people to engage out there. We've got to make an ultimate difference out there with people. We, we've got to get them to understand the challenges we are faced with right now and how serious this moment is. We'll take a pause just a moment here. We'll join you on the other side. You're listening to The Voice of a Nation. Our global experts are brilliant writers and engaging hosts on a mission of a lifetime. You'll find the latest news and inspiration on the front page of AmericaOutloud.com. It's time to rethink COVID disinfection. A study by Harvard, Drexel, and Virginia Tech concluded, we don't have a single documented case of COVID transmission through surfaces. The reality is that COVID spreads mainly through the air, 
Shared air is the problem, not shared surfaces. The solution is the Genesis Fogger, which uses natural HOCl to disinfect both air and surfaces simultaneously. It's perfect for home or business. NIH says HOCl may well be the disinfectant of choice for coronaviruses. There's nothing more natural or more effective. Genesis fogs at the precise particle size to combat COVID and other harmful pathogens. It's what's missing from your disinfecting protocol. Visit genesisfogger.com. America Out Loud listeners receive a 15% discount with promo code OUTLOUD at genesisfogger.com slash OUTLOUD. The spirit of American liberty and justice is woven into the soul of America Out Loud. We are the voice of a nation, the American nation that is. This is Malcolm Out Loud. I invite you back to AmericaOutloud.com, where the fight for liberty and justice continues. America Out Loud Talk Radio. In 2008, the amount of concentrated time people could spend on a task without becoming distracted was 12 seconds. Five years later, it was only eight seconds, one second less than a goldfish. If you find yourself always distracted or having trouble recalling information, you're likely to fall behind in the demanding, fast-paced 21st century. In other words, brain performance is more critical now than ever. Boost your brain power with Healthy Cells Focus Plus Recall. Science-backed nootropics to sharpen focus, concentrate longer, enhance recall, improve mental speed, learn rapidly, and be more alert. It's a pill-free brain supplement made with maximum absorption technology, designed to feed our brains at the cellular level. Take it for a test drive. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of Focus Plus Recall. That's HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 20% off. I have been praying for President Zelensky out of the Ukraine and fearful uh, for his life uh, and the leadership there in Ukraine, uh, to be sure. I'm very, very concerned and I deeply worried that we'll see that message very soon on our smartphones or computers or some point of engagement that the Russians or the Russian mercenaries have gotten to this incredible leader. He is leading the Ukrainian people at a time that is so important for the country of Ukraine to fight for their salvation. And they should absolutely be doing that. The West has not helped their cause out in so many ways. We didn't arm them properly prior to this. Now in the ninth inning, we're now rushing things. It, it, you know, it just becomes too late, people. All that has to be in place up front. You're going to see now uh, basic uh, fundamental life values, utilities, all those things are going to go down. It, the whole country, is go it's going to look like a war zone, which we've seen that before uh, with, with human beings where they do this, to blow each other up. And it's, it's pretty sick how people are. Uh, you know, I, I, I can never get my arms really around the evil part of this equation and the kind of people with the mentality and the mindset 
that wish to do such harm to human beings. It's um, it it, uh, it does really uh, hit my soul in ways that uh, you know we recognize evil is here. We recognize we need to combat it and fight the good fight. But trying to put ourselves in those roles or those positions to think how people can do those kinds of things uh, is is a stretch. It's a stretch indeed. But it is a fact of life. It's all it's all around us, and it. Maybe it's part of the challenge of what makes this life so worth living and how delicate it all is and where we sit on the edge sometimes of this incredible life, you know. I uh, really pray for Zelensky's life. I, I need to put that out there right now with you. I, I pray to God that he'll see him through this somehow, this man of courage. I pray that we can get to an end result somehow with Vladimir Putin and that uh, we, we somehow can get some of these world uh, leaders uh, to the table of conversation and engage him in ways that make sense. It's either that, my friends, or we need to have cover, and I'm sure they've talked about this, of how do we take Putin out, period. That's another thing I've thought about as well. You know, we have the capabilities to pinpoint, as you've seen previously, to take any one person or terrorist out or anything else. Now, yeah, we're not supposed to go after other countries' leaders. Well, we're talking about humanity right now. We're talking about life and death for the entire planet. But if that was to happen, you still have a nuclear arsenal. Who would take that over? Who is there in the shadows? And I'm sure our government officials have looked at that something I've given thought to. Who would be in those shadows to take that over? You know, I often thought in recent days, why do we have nuclear weapons to begin with? I mean, they are a game ender. I mean, you think about human beings as a whole. Why do we need that advantage against each other? Well, because evil circulates the, the, the planet constantly, just like all these other things. Uh, it's... Uh, you think of the world and how much of a different world it would be if as a race we could engage each other and pull humanity upwards. You think about what a different world we would live in if we could really see the importance of the value of life and not be in this contest of eat or be eaten that we face in the world. I know that's a looking at the world through rose-colored glasses, for sure. But you, you think of this in a, in, a, uh, in a human way, and it's a, it's, it's a sad state of affairs, the, 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 the human race, really. You can, you can sit and talk about the good things, but it's a sad state of affairs with the human race. We are surely a flawed, uh, flawed species, without, without doubt, you know. So the Kremlin has sent in 400 Russian mercenaries uh, in, into Ukraine, into Kyiv, uh, on a mission to assassinate Zelensky. This is a group that is well known, uh, and they're Russia-backed for sure, the Wagner Group, okay, is who they're called. And they're a private uh, military company, if you will, but they covertly work with the Russian government. And the Russian government has been doing this for some time, 
working with these mercenaries uh, all over the planet to gain an edge, just as China does as well. Again, this is this is hell. This is Satan's playground. This is the worst of the worst of us. Now we're talking about. Okay, this is evil stuff here. Okay, and in this case, they flew in the mercenaries from Africa, and this was done weeks ago, by the way. And there are multiple reports of this in in Europe. I mean, multiple. But the assignment of all of this was to decapitate Zelensky's government. That's 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 the mission right there, and prepare the ground so Moscow can take control. And keep in mind now, in exchange for this, these uh, mercenaries, these evildoers are paid big, huge sums of financial bonuses. That's how it happens right there. So that's what's going on with this, uh, th- this group here. And, and, and by the way, the European Union uh, in uh, D- December, I think it was November, December, they were uh, moving to sanction this Wagner group, this Russia-backed Wagner group. Uh, and it, for their, they call it serious human rights abuses. I mean, they were talking things like torture, you know, uh, uh, ex- executions, killings, rape, you know, all the really interesting, fun stuff, you know. Uh, and uh, so, you know, you've got a lot of evil players out there on the planet. Uh, yeah, and, but in this case, it was engaging these characters from the Central African Republic and, uh, and, and uh, getting them into the Ukraine's Donbass region and then into Kiev and uh, so on and so forth, you know. Uh, so that's, that's what we're dealing with there. Uh, now, you know, we'll see as every hour ticks by and what's going to develop with Zelensky's life. But I will state with you right now, it's going to be a very sad day and a very sad hour and a very sad moment when that news comes across, when it happens. And you, you think of that moment when it, if it happens, I need to say, uh, I will be, I mean, you can think of me at that moment because I will be uh, deeply touched by it. I can assure you deeply touched by this heroic man and what he represented and what he is. I, I, I just see something so incredibly unique with this man uh, in this time. He'd be the kind of guy we should put in charge of something that is a world organization for the reasons that would do us good. It's people who have the passion and courage and don't run at the first moment of trouble. And as he said, he didn't want a, a flight out, but he wanted ammunition in to help him with the battle here. He was staying with his people. It's at a moment of courage. There's no doubt about it. I mean, I, I have incredible gratitude uh, for this man and who he is, you know. Uh, so I hope, I pray that somehow we get there. Now, had we had a strong leader here on this side and surely in the U.S., and I think, you know, had it been a Reagan or a Trump or somebody, you pick another leader you have confidence in, instead of going through the alphabet or the presidents, what have you. And, you know, in, in, what it takes at this moment is you've got to, uh, you've got to take control of the situation. You've got to handle the situation. And by doing that, you, you've got to get reasonable minds to the table. That is the point of this. You can't bomb a nuclear, let's be clear, you can't bomb a nuclear entity like this to hell because you're gonna end up in hell as well. So understand something here. We have no means to bomb Russia or China 
uh, to hell and back without us suffering those consequences as well. And if that happens, the whole thing ends up in hell. It becomes hell on earth. Does that make sense? So for those of you cats out there that think, let's make him suffer. Let's squeeze him right while we can. Let's grab him by the short ears right there. Well, that's what you're going to end up with right there. That's the product of what that path is. It's not a path where you're going to have success. And whether you think winning or losing in Ukraine is the answer, it's not. There's got to be another engagement here on another level, people. And that needs to be stop the insanity, stop the miracle round, get and you do whatever you've got to do. I mean, you 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 make it a moment, just like when in the case of Trump against everybody who was against him, got out there to uh, meet with Kim Jong-un at a neutral location, as you recall, those couple of times and engaged. And one, he went to the demilitarized zone there, remember, with North South Korea as well. But he wasn't afraid to go there. I'm not saying he is it or not it, but the point is, you know, who would you rather have in a situation where you needed a leader, something with courage uh, in in a crisis moment? You know, what kind of a character do you want at the helm with the hand on the wheel? Ask yourself that, yeah? And that's really something like that. You know, and again, Trump is not without his faults, keep in mind. I, I, I get that. I get that. But when it comes to these sort of things, you know, I know the left and the Marxist folks and all of those, they, they think Trump has screws loose. Well, you know, <laughs> he was willing to go there to get the job done. He knew how to psychologically look at a situation and outfox the other. And he learned that from uh, the construction sites and the boardrooms. Uh, he learned that over many, many years. That comes with how, knowing how to deal with people. It's, it's what happens in our lives, friends. That's how we have to deal with folks from a psychological way. Uh, and that's what is needed in a leadership mode right now when we're dealing with the characters we're dealing with, like a Vladimir Putin or a Kim Jong-un or a Xi Jinping or the Atollas out there and, and some of these other madmen that are out there. There's a series of them. You know, that's where we need new leadership in the world. And that's where I think we're at this really challenging moment for our country at 245 years in, which I've been talking to you about, coming through this landmark moment. I mean, all our chips are on the table right now, to be clear with you. Everything is on the table for the United States of America. As we get to the other side of all these contests that are coming, it will absolutely decide what our role in this is going to be whether we maintain and become the superpower for the future to be able to help this world along or whether we become a thing of the past for the history books. That is really where we sit right now. And so that goes way beyond the Ukraine battle right now. I'm talking the bigger picture of all of these things that are coming our way in the next many years. So we've got to engage with these players And we have to figure that out. Or if we're not going to engage, we darn well have to have a plan to take them out and know what plan B is. And I'm talking everything across the board, whether it's bioweapons or cyber threats. I'm talking all these chemical attacks. All of these things are consideration and nuclear activity. They're all game changers. 
just like you've seen over the last two years. And if they release some of these other viruses and diseases they have out there and that they're very capable of doing, that would be another hit to humanity in ways that uh, we would not want to deal with, right? It's the same story. The traditional means and how we're dealing with a Vladimir Putin right now is not going to work. And if you followed me on any of this, you understand I'm right. I'm 100% right on all of this. And to continue to call him all these names and isolate him and hit him and shatter his total environment, economically, fundamentally, all of it, which is what's working. And it looks like they are getting what they want to get. That's what they call success. Just like a seriously wounded animal, you can continue to beat the hell out of that animal, people. But that animal is going to come back as a you like it doesn't matter, most ferocious, and they're coming right at your juggler right there. Is that not what happens? When you beat the evil or the animal to the ground, unless you have the means to decapitate them entirely and take them out totally, 1,000% exclusively out of the picture, and you're sure of that, you are, you are really screwing around with life as we know it right now. And that's what these people are doing. So to the minority leader, Kevin McCarthy, and to all of these others that are on their boxes and trying to have their moments in the sun of the fact of calling them evil, dangerous, or mentally deranged, tell us what we don't know. And find a path forward to engage Vladimir Putin or tell us how we can deal with this in a way that makes sense that that will it, it, you either pull him in and you engage the adversary or you totally decapitate that enemy and know that you have it all covered but that's a, that's an important that that's an important decision no matter who you're going after or what you're doing with, with with the kinds of enemies we're speaking about and with the arsenals they have we've got to have that answer beforehand We've got to know, you, 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 right? We, we've got to know. We, we just can't go into this thing reckless and think we have it all figured out. Doesn't work. So I, I think I'm here to say to you today, the world is doing it completely wrong. I don't care if it's Turkey or Switzerland or throughout Europe or all these people who think they're being heroes at the moment or people in our country and it's everywhere, everywhere across the board, because the world is surely against us, rightfully so. But we're not going about it in the way that it needs to happen. They're not seeing the big picture of this moment, people. And win or lose Ukraine is not really even the story right now. But dealing with Vladimir Putin and Russia in the short term and the long term is the story right now. That is what matters. That is going to be more important, people, than Ukraine. It's going to be more important than any country, any entity. Because we're talking humanity here. We're talking life as we know it. We're talking suffrage and, and death and evil. That is, we're going to wish an asteroid hit us at that point to take us out immediately. We'll be praying for an asteroid because that kind of a painful death 
is not what we want to wish upon the earth and what will happen with the nuclear, uh, where it all goes off and we just go for broke and we end humanity. People say, well, I don't think that's going to happen. Well, I'm glad you're willing to play that against a supposed madman or somebody that might have a few screws loose, whoever that person might be on the planet. But my friends, it changes everything. So that's why this message today is so important to get out there. And I, I need you to hear what I'm saying. Transcribe this in any way you want from this program today and help me push this message out there, please, across all media, all social media. Everybody you know, your politicians and your congressmen and your senators say, you know, listen, I'm listening to Malcolm over here on the Voice of a Nation on America Out Loud Talk Radio. And here's a message and a program you need to damn well hear and force them to listen up to what I'm saying. We're at that moment, my friends. And the way they're going about it is not going to be the end result we want. If you think a victory is going to be causing as much harm and pain to Vladimir Putin and causing him to suffer as, the, as, as is the path we're on right now in big ways, if you believe that's going to be the point of victory, you also are mentally deranged. It is not. So it is time to wake all of these leaders, and I use the word as carefully as I can use it, around the world to wake up and understand what I'm talking about. Take this message and run with it, please. On the voice of a nation, it's time to get involved and get loud. <laughs>